Good morning and welcome to the 192nd. You were, I was I was hoping you were going to say it, but you weren't looking at the screen. I was like pointing at you. You could oh, you can I'll oh, do, I'll I was do lo- I was looking to see what number it was. <laughs> Episode 192 of the Sunday Conversation podcast hosted by Aaron and I. Uh we got Loyalty Liquors, Taco Casa, One Stop Convenience, Dickie's Barbecue on the ones and twos. Well, we're on the ones and twos. They help the ones and twos. Yeah. How the heck are you, bro? I'm I'm good. Hey, buddy. it's just been um basically forty every morning this week, and then it gets to eighty six by mid afternoon. So. The joke right now is the uh, Florida, the meme going around Florida is uh, winter starts at 630, (laughs) Uh, fall starts at 830, spring starts at 1030, and summer starts at 2. Ben, that is called the diurnal temperature swing is what what you're experiencing. It's very important for growing grapes. Um. That's how I know about diurnal temperature swings. <laughs> hey, we love that. Also, I was listening to something, and they say that like every wait, some I always I always do this. I'm gonna say did we <laughs> talk about this? Because uh, <laughs> there's just you know whatever. Not there's not many people I do a podcast with, so I forget <laughs> who I talk to. Um, but. They're saying that, oh, maybe I saw, they're talking about the Farmer's Almanac. Okay. You ever heard of the Farmer's Almanac? Of course. It's like, yeah, well. Do I have a pulse? I, supposedly, this is going to be a really, really harsh winter. Okay. So, basically. I'm looking this up once and for all. What, the Farmer's Almanac's accuracy. I guess, I, I well, that's the thing, I I the past couple of years, it's been really mild winters, and I'm pretty sure that's what the Farmer's Almanac is called for. Plus, if we live in a simulation, they definitely, like, the Farmer's Almanac is probably a, a pre-written thing that they obviously know what's going to happen. So I bet you it's got a 94% accuracy rate. All right. So uh, in this video, Ivy includes a widely cited University of Illinois study that suggests the old farmer's almanac is 52% accurate with its forecast, which is the same as random chance. Okay. So (laughs) anyway, we all know the farmer's almanac is pretty much dead on. Okay. And uh, it's going to be a really cold winter, I guess. But what I was going to say is it was deeper than that. Supposedly every 40 years, I mean, the earth goes through some like major heating and cooling processes. So like it has to do with like vegetation, you know, farming crops, anything that lives on the earth. Supposedly you, we go through like a really, really hard cold snap. And then for the next, however many years it, it starts to get mild, mild, mild. And if you remember I mean, last year we had a, a, a three-day stretch where it was 17 degrees down here. Right, and we didn't have, like, a single real snowstorm last year. But, right. Like, like, barely anything. 
Very so, mild winter. Is Florida the new Vermont? Some are saying, which makes Connecticut the new Panama. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know what probably happened is the poles finally switched on their access. So now actually the Northeast yep, is. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> so, um, All right. But, so anyway, we can talk about, this is just absolutely um, <laughs> us joking around here, but. Uh, well, no, been, I mean, dude, it was, it was 85 degrees here last Saturday. It was fucking beautiful. Scott and Allie had a great day for their wedding. Uh, funny side story. And not that this is Scott or Allie's fault, but instead of doing like, you know, school buses or little shuttle buses, they got coach buses to bring people from the hotel to the venue. And the venue was on Candlewood Lake um, at this gorgeous, gorgeous spot right on the lake. 85 degrees out. 330 Where, was, in the it afternoon. In like, uh, was it in New Fairfield? Or it was in Brookfield. Was Brookfield. And uh, it was the Brookside Inn, I believe, was the name of the venue. And uh, but to get to the venue, like it was a pretty fucking gnarly hill to get up to get there. Like, like my car was dropping down gears. Dude, I lived on Candlewood Lake. Yeah, so you know. Yeah. It's so very, there's those yes. windy, like hilly roads. So like, you know, my car, which is a sedan, was like dropping down gears to to get up this hill. So, you know, pretty much everybody's in their seats, but you look around and obviously there's some some of our friends are missing. You know, Dylan wasn't there yet and blah, blah, blah. The bus got stuck, like couldn't get up the hill. And I guess the kid that was driving it, I, you know, I didn't see him, but I guess Dylan said he looked like he was like 17, 18 years old. And like wouldn't drive up, like couldn't get this thing up the hill. So they had to like pause the ceremony for 10 minutes while people had to go pick up the people on the bus and bring them to the bring them to the wedding venue. Um, but anyways, no the, point of, the point of that being is it was 85 degrees on Saturday and then Wednesday. Have you ever heard of downshifting, bro? Seriously. Tuesday, it was 42 degrees. So it's like a 40 degree swing in, in two days. So. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck's up with the weather, you know. Maybe the earth is flat after all. Who know who the fuck knows? You know, it's just it's it's all going to shit anyways. Um but well, uh I think that's what I mean, it's just I mean that's just it. It's like at this point you can pretty much just go ahead and like write the weather off in terms of like not knowing what it's going to do. Like yeah, I think yeah. the, the weather. Um, let's face it, the weather is bigger than us. Okay, the it's, weather is well. Big weather is a big industry, Ben. You know, you're 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 talking. Right. Actually, speaking of big industries, this is a complete. I mean, dude, speaking of big industry, like it's we we have talked about this before. <clears throat> Google rain-free wedding, and oh yeah, we have talked. About you that. can you yourself for just one hundred thousand measly american dollars can have a rain-free wedding so it's not you know imagine if you have billions of dollars to work with instead of just one hundred thousand dollars ben do you think rain-free weddings will become like like think about i think about tvs right like the cost of tvs like right right behind my my laptop right here i have i have uh the manchester united game on on a i forget i think this tv is 42 inches or something this tv costs like 
180 bucks okay. on, on sale. So do you think that yeah. as you want to know what's wild is like that, like my grandfather's flat screen TV. Well, my one, my, my grand, yeah, Pap, shout out Pap. He had a shout flat screen and, uh, they got it in probably the had to have been the nineties. It was about two feet like thick. Yeah. It was like 60 inches wide. And I want to say they spent some obscene amount of like $4,000 on that TV or something. Uh, I'll I'll do you one better. You probably remember this, but in, uh, you remember John farmer, John shout out, shout out Johnny's, uh, room at his mom's house. Yep. He had that plasma on the wall. That was like, dude, I'm going to lowball it. That was one of the first plasma TVs that hit the market. It was $15,000 brand new. It cost as much as a fucking Honda Civic. And, you know, it was a that nice was 15 TV. Gs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they spent that? Well, I think if I remember correctly, it was like John's grandfather that bought it or something like that. But, um, because he, oh t- he, he, told, he told me that one time and I was like, get the fuck out of here. So I looked it up. I went on the manufacturer's website. And sure enough. Um. But anyways, the, the point of all that being is like now TV technology is obviously great and TVs aren't expensive anymore. Like my TV in my living room is 53 inches. It cost me 280 bucks. Like they're not they're not. Expensive. I'm sorry I cut you off. What were you going to say? Do you think what will be a really inexpensive? I know. That's so, as, so as as weather, uh, you know, cloud seating and weather oh, technology, you think, gonna, you think, you think you, weddings will get you know, <laughs> rain cheaper, free weddings cheaper. will get cheaper? Like, you know, 500 bucks, you know, if you don't want rain. You know, Aaron, I, I, just as you said that, it made me think. Go reverting back to the phones and st- or uh, not the phones, the TVs. Wow, that's weird, but that's what I'm about to say. Yeah. So here we are with the phones, right? They're like fourteen, fifteen. How much is I? I paid I think, at least a thousand dollars. I think phone. they're minimum twelve hundred bucks, bucks for like a base model. The new so, phone. Is this the kind of thing that? Are the phones that much of a bigger grasp that like will a phone ever be just like a hundred and fifty bucks? I don't think so. I and the reason I don't think so is yes, everybody obviously has TVs and you know it's 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 uh, its own industry. But there's I think a, I think that people probably are on their phone more than TVs, so they're right. Like just, but here's the difference, Ben. TVs, there's twenty different TV manufacturers. Phones, there's realistically two, three, I guess. You know, it's basically Google, Samsung, and Apple are the only three companies that are making phones that anybody buys, right? Like, obviously, there's other phone companies, but the only ones that people buy are those three companies. So when you are one of three options, and let's face it, you know, everybody has an iPhone, they can charge whatever, whatever they want. Yeah, whatever their heart desires. Let's see what market share of phone sales is. Uh, are manufacturers' market share of smartphone sales in the United States is led by Apple and Samsung, with a market share of fifty-five percent and twenty-three percent. So between Apple and Samsung, they control seventy-eight percent of of all phones sold. So you can t- t- and and to that point, because everybody's on their phone, everybody needs a phone, everybody uses a phone and uses their phone more and more. People are more willing to pay more for a phone than they are for TV. But then it also goes like, it's the subscription model. 
Like we've gone to the point where, you know, it used to be back in the day, if you were, if you were getting a new phone, if you had an upgrade or if somebody on your, like, if you had a family plan, if somebody on your family plan had an upgrade, you'd use the upgrade, you'd get the new phone for like 200 bucks, but you'd own the phone outright, you know? And now because they make you either pay for the phone completely up front I, to own I it outright. Bought my phone, I bought my phone in full just so I'm like, it's mine. I don't want to deal with that shit. Yeah, or, you, or you're on a payment plan where like the last time I had to get a phone, you know, knock on wood, was two years ago on Black Friday because my phone shit the bed on Thanksgiving. Like it was already, it had, you know, cracks and shit. And then on Thanksgiving day, it shit the bed and... And obviously I need my phone for work. So I had no choice but to get up and go on Black Friday and get a new phone. And I had owned that well, phone. It was, probably, it was probably a good morning to do it. There wasn't a lot of people or like, you know, nothing. Well, good. it was a rough morning because your boy was up until like four o'clock in the morning. So mm. sitting there hungover at like oh, on, Lord. on one of like the, my busiest work days of the year, having to go to the AT&T store the second they opened. And this guy's like talking me through 90 phone options. And I'm like, dude, just, just give me a phone. Like, I literally don't care. Just give me a phone. I, I don't care. But anyways, the point of that being is I had that phone, the one prior for probably over two years. And the guy's like, yeah, you know, you just got to pay. All you got to pay today is like the $65 to pay off what you still owe on this phone. I'm like, how the fuck do I still owe 65 bucks on this fucking phone? I've had it for almost two and a half years now. Like, how does that make sense? So anyways, the point is, is that like with the with hidden the, fees, hidden fees, the subscription model, because everything is now a subscription, right? Like it's the the mental hurdle of, OK, what sounds cheaper, 500 bucks up front or 25 bucks a month for the next uh, 20 months? Well, people are going to be like, well, I'll just pay the 25 bucks a month. You know, that's more money in my pocket on a weekly basis, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Which ends up being like, what, 700? 800 what is it well 25 20, 25 over 20 months is the same amount but then they all but it almost always ends up being you pay more over the course of your monthly payments than if you just bought it up front right they always will build in a little extra profit in the in the payover period of time and the other part of that is now with subscriptions they just raise the prices like arbitrarily whenever they want like i was looking the other day and i have uh disney plus has a has a package that gives you disney plus hulu and espn plus and you know i pay for the subscription services for my mom and my sister to use uh everything but netflix and you know which is fine I, it's it's a, a nice thing i can do for for my mom and my sister and obviously i use it too you know i use espn and i use hulu um but i looked the other day and it used to be $13.99 a month. Look the other day, got a charge, $18.99 a month. Oh, like they just Lord. arbitrarily raise it five bucks and it's like okay. Well, that's like that's that whole thing that um you know they talk about like the average American is paying however many in subscriptions that they don't even know they're paying. Because it's such like a like it's such it's a little amount that you don't notice, but then over time it's like a Oh giant amount uh subscriptions are costing more than many consumers realize the average monthly spending was 219 dollars a month more than two and a half times what consumers thought they were paying oh that's crazy where, 
I know my, <clears throat> I have a couple apps. I have a couple weather apps that are I'm paying for, which that just seems effing ridiculous. If the if the farmer's almanac's only shooting fifty two percent, what's the point of me paying for these weather apps? Um, I got an Onyx hunting app. Yeah, but this the, there's an app that it's like a real estate app, and you can basically just see like you pull up maps, and it shows every plot <laughs> of who, who owns it. Yeah. And uh, shout out Trev. He, uh, that was like his bread and butter his whole life. But Onyx Hunting, so that's it's a hundred bucks a month for that app. But the Onyx Hunting map is a hundred dollars. I'm sorry, for the year, not a month. Yeah, that's ridiculous. The Onyx Hunting map does the same thing, it shows you, you know, the owner, the, the proper, you know, the tax address, everything. Right. So I, I just, I have that one. Like in terms of like, I mean, I have some subscription apps that I'm thinking about right this second that <laughs> I could probably do away with and save some money. Yeah, yeah. But it, like the we- the weather is just really on my mind right now. The <laughs> the weather apps. I'm just thinking about them. I think I spend like no. This Noah one is at least five ninety nine a month or something, maybe for the year. You're, you're, yeah, you're all right. Well, but yeah, I'm just paying for nothing. <laughs> but that's but that's like the point. It's like they, you know, it's like ah, oh, five bucks a month. Who cares? But all that shit just it adds up, man. And it's you know they're just well, they're not s- only does it add up, it, Aaron. It's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. It's you know what it's doing. It's 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 implementing these tiny things in your brain so that in 10 years to open your freaking car door, you're going to have to have a subscription. And then to yep. start your car, you're going to have to have a, 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 you know, a subscription. And it's just like, you know, you want a coffee at the local Mart, you're going to have to have a subscription. So it's just setting up for the future of a subscription based society where, um, it's the whole thing it's like it's the whole premise that i'm sure people have already heard being talked about but you know right now blackrock is buying up every single residential home in the you know in the united states so that you know and what i'm about to say is that you own nothing model you know you own nothing but you pay for everything and you're that's what's going to happen no one's going to own anything anymore because you know, it's like over time, it it kind of just you know is designed that way. It's more profitable to you know. Well, like, that that's just it. If you're if you're the slumlord of America, and you know, literally everybody just has to pay you for everything. It's like that's someone's trying to achieve that. Well, it's. Uh... You know the 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 a good business is a business where you have a product that people want to buy, right? A better business is a product that people buy and have to continuously pay for. And the reality is, is that because you know everything has moved to some sort of subscription model, you you just if everybody if if corporations across the board move to a subscription model, well, collectively you just don't have any choice, right? There's not it's not like 
there's people that are coming out and saying, Hey, we're getting what we're doing away with subscription models. Like you just pay, you know, one time and, and because it's less profitable, like you just said, I think about uh Photoshop, right? You know, Photoshop, it was, is, was always an expensive program. It was like, you know, $500 to buy the program, but it's the best photo editing program there's out there and you paid the $500 and you you owned it you owned a license you know a key a, you know to have it forever photoshop is now i think 10 bucks a month they changed it now it's 10 bucks a month which is in the short term you're like oh okay that's a better deal you know i'll just i'll get photoshop for a year pay 120 bucks and now i have it but if you're somebody who needs it well now you have to pay for it every single month and it's over the course of time. Yeah, but let me ask something. Let me ask something on that. That original Photoshop that you bought for five hundred dollars, is that the kind of thing that you can do like you can update it? Like when the new software comes out, do you update it? Or when new Photoshop comes out, do you have to spend five hundred again to get the new version of Photoshop? I don't because know. I, in that I, case, I could see somebody getting into it right now. Yeah, you know, but I just wondered, like, because that's the other problem, dude. Every freaking other day, there's an update for something. Yeah, well, yeah, you're right. Um, I'm looking on Adobe's website right now. So, uh, Adobe Photoshop is now twenty three dollars a month. Okay, so that's a quick thirteen dollar increase from. Um. Yeah. Right. I, I get. I think it, I thought it used to be ten bucks a month, and maybe it's not. But uh, dynamics. All, right, so, all right, I'm looking at it right now. Creative Cloud, all apps get twenty per, twenty plus Creative Cloud apps, including <clears throat> Photoshop, Illustrator, Adobe Express, Premiere Pro, and Acrobat Pro for sixty bucks a month. Uh, Adobe Photography is Lightroom, Lightroom Classic, Photoshop on desktop and iPad. And one terabyte of storage for 20 bucks a month. Adobe Premiere Pro is 23. Photoshop alone is 23. Yeah, and so but there's no yeah. Hey, hey, oh, did you have did you have a photography class in high school as an option? They I believe they offered it. I didn't take it, but I I took aviation. Oh instead. dude, I I took photography and like you know, you learn how to do that. You get a dark room and everything. And I'm just like thinking right now, when you said like you listed off whatever dark room, light room, yeah. I think. Light but those room, yeah. are like in the computer. Yeah. Do people even have dark rooms anymore? Unless you're I doing mean, like old school photography. Yeah, like I think film photography is definitely making a comeback. I see more people shooting 35 millimeter than than right. you know yeah, they have I in a while. Agree with that. But um, but no, nobody has dark rooms anymore. Like because the other thing too about photography and pictures is that like dude, I'm just thinking back. I'm sorry to cut you off, but like we learned all that stuff. You, you like you put your the film in the bag, mm -hmm. and like you had to learn you had to like learn how to like. You basically put your arms in these sleeves, and then you just do it blindly. Yeah. So like, I, like I remember. I mean, that was a whole semester long class. I remember sitting, you like sit there and practice, you know, doing it. It's like, and then that's basically what I'm about to get at is like. They, I guarantee you, they don't do much of that anymore in in schools. No, they don't. They don't teach kids how to do anything practical anymore. It seems like. I mean, they, we had wood shop. We had everything. Plus, my high school had that ag program, so it's like 
Then we had like the farm center. There was a freaking, we had a, uh, a trout, a fish hatchery in, in our high school. That's pretty dope. I, I never knew that. that class. I never knew yeah. that. That's it. Yeah. We had I mean, ag I... building over like, like Jordan Knightley. The reason he went, you remember that? Yeah. Kid? Obviously. Of course. He, he was in ag. He played hockey with us, you know, but he was in ag. So like we knew all the ins and outs of ag because. Yeah, and it was pretty cool. I mean, I, like I just said, I took aviation in high school. I took a, a, a an aviation class for a semester, which was which was dope. You got I mean, your pilot's license. I got my pilot's license. I learned how to build model rockets. I, you know, I think our I think our final project was we had to build like a balsa wood like plane. Um, you know, we you had to learn about pitch roll and yaw, baby. Everybody knows about pitch roll and yaw, so that's why. You know, I understand the 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 uh, physics of lift, and you know, making sure your airspeed is your airspeed going. Oh shit! How's this go? The airspeed going under the wing is faster than the airspeed going over the wing. Like you know, when people are sitting in planes and they're like, "How's this thing in the air?" I'm like, "Well, let me learn you up real quick." Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I mean we had we had home ec sewing, we had yeah. freaking uh, um cooking we had anything you wanted that's shout out shout out the old days well it just and it feels like those things are going by the i obviously neither of us can say for sure because neither of us are in high school and and i don't know anybody (laughs) i don't know anybody in high school right now so um but you know it seems like those things are going by the wayside because we live in a day and age where everybody just pays everybody for everything like we talked about last week Oh, I got a story. I got a story, man. Oh, Lord. Here we go. All right. So last Sunday night, last Sunday I went and watched uh, football at uh, at this Irish bar here with a couple of my buddies and Patriots suck, whatever. Fucking it's hockey season and the Blues aren't that great either. So I get home. It's like 730. I'm like, dude, I really have a hankering for something sweet right now. And I never keep like snacks in my apartment. For, for this exact reason, because I will just house whatever I have. Like if I buy Oreos, a fucking box of Oreos is gone in, in a day. Like I'll just. Eat yeah, you don't thing. have to tell me. You yeah. literally do not have to tell me. I, so, I'm a world class in front of me. It's gone. <laughs> uh, you're a snack. You're a snack. You're yeah. a snack connoisseur. But so like yeah. I saw, so I just don't buy them. I just it's how I avoid eating them. And, you know, my 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 diet has been great for a year now. It's been excellent. But like I said, I had a hankering for something sweet and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to get in. We have an insomnia cookies in New York. You're like, why not? And like, there's kind of nothing better than getting six freshly baked cookies delivered to your front door with a, with a pint of milk. So I'm like, fuck it. All right. I'm going to order some cookies. So I go on Uber Eats. I order a six pack of cookies in a, in a milk. Because insomnia cookies, at least in New Haven uses their own drivers you can't track the drivers in the app the way you can for other things. So it just basically says like, it gives you a delivery window. And then typically the, the Uber each driver, the, the insomnia cookies driver calls you when you get there, when they get there. So mine says like delivery will be, you know, it'll be there between eight twenty and eight forty. Eight forty comes no call, no cookies. So the app sends a notification. Like, did your order arrive? So I say, no. And they're like, okay, you can request an update like through the app from Insomnia Cookies. So I hit request update. Instantly, it switches to delivered. 
And I'm like, what the fuck? So I go downstairs. I look. No cookies in the lobby of the building. No cookies anywhere. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> so I, like, go back upstairs and I call and I, like, go, like try to go through the – because at this point, I'm like, fuck it. I don't care about the cookies. I just want to get my money back because it's, like, whatever, 20 fucking five bucks for six cookies. So – I'm trying to go through the app to get my money back. And it's like, you have to call Uber customer service. So I call three different times. I'm on hold for a total of 20 minutes. Nobody picks up, obviously. So I hang up, I go back downstairs and I look, I look at the app again and I go through a different part of the app. That's like, is there a problem with your order? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, what's the problem with the order? I'm like, the whole whole thing didn't show up as the problem with my order. So you know, I send that through and I go back downstairs. I'm like, you know, maybe I missed them. Maybe they showed up afterwards, whatever. I see nothing. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe they're outside. Maybe they left them outside. So I go outside and look, not out, not out there. And then I start thinking in my head, I'm like, well, the building next to me, which is owned by the same company, like their front door is two doors down from mine. And it's like got a, gla- a pane of glass. Like, let me go see if they just delivered them to the wrong place. So I walk over, sure enough, there they are sitting in the lobby and, but you know, the door has a, has a touchpad on it. So I can't, I can't get into the building. So this building's side door is in the back uh, where my parking lot is. And I know so, that. The, so you got arrested for a B and E. Just wait, just wait. So I, <laughs> so I know that that door is almost always unlocked because I see the people that live there like coming and going without putting a code in. So I walk over. Sure enough, doors unlocked. I walk in and I'm on like a different part. I'm in like a different part of the building. So I'm like, okay, like maybe there's a hallway somewhere in here where you can get over to the other side and then, you know, go out the front door. So I walk up the stairs like I'm just walking by people's apartment stores like in this old like windy staircase. I walk all the way up to the top floor, no hallway over to the other side. So I'm like, great. So I walk out, I leave. I'm like walking back to my building. I'm like, you know what? Let me take a picture so that I can at least say to Uber, like they got delivered, but to the wrong place. Like I'm not paying for these. So I walk back over to the front and I have my phone out and I go to take a picture. And there's these two girls standing there. They're like college age. And they like are holding the cookies in their hand and they see me and they like hold them up. Like, like, are these yours? And I'm like, like nodding my head and they open the door and they're like, are these yours? And I'm like, yeah, they're mine. And they're like, oh, we were just about to run them over next door. Cause we saw they weren't for here. And I was like, you guys are fucking lifesavers. So get the cookies, go in house them all in like 12 seconds. And, uh, and I got my money back from Uber. So I got free cookies and I got it all paid for it. All worked out great, but <laughs> fucking Uber eats, man. Lord. Sounds to me like, you're better off just driving to insomnia cookies next time. But that's the irony is that like I could have just driven downtown. It would have taken me seven minutes. I would have had them. And um, you know, now on a completely random dollars. side note, I ju- New Haven, Connecticut. I just was reading something that the um, <laughs> the Ye- the Yale model, mm-hmm. Yale's endowment in like the year 2000 or something was $1 billion. And okay. now it's, thir- now it's $31 billion. And they're, they're saying that this guy is like, like as good as Warren Buffett. I think, I don't know if he's, if he's there anymore, but um, 
Yeah, well, it's interesting about Yale. Yeah. Uh, what, is, what was his name? <clears throat> uh, hold on. The endowment was established at Yale University, then Yale College in 1718 from an, init an initial fund of 562 pounds provided by Elhu Yale. I don't know how to pronounce his name and has grown to more than $40 billion in a value over ensuing over the ensuing 300 years. It is managed by the Yale Investments Office. Um, I don't see his name on the Wikipedia, but the interesting thing about Yale. Oh, wait, is this it? Swenson? Yep, that's him. Yeah, Swenson. Yeah. Well, where's... Is it like Daniel Swenson or something? What was his name? I don't know because it's it mentions his name by oh David Swenson. There it is. Oh David, David. Um but the thing about Yale, and we get we have five minutes left here. Uh the Yale owns 60% of the property in New Haven and doesn't pay property taxes on any of it. So why could, is that is that like a tax loophole, a university tax loophole or something? It's not a university tax loophole. It was something that was established for Yale, you know, way back when. You know, Yale's been around since the 1700s, the early 1700s, the third oldest university in the country. Yeah, home of the skull and bones. Right. Everybody knows that. And fork and knife. <laughs> um, but at some point, one of the governor mayors of Yale or of New Haven was like, hey, you guys got to start paying your fair share of, of taxes. And they just they were like, we'll just move the university. And so the guy was like, okay, never mind then, because obviously Yale's a, a huge contributing right. factor to New Haven not being a fucking wasteland. Um so they just they don't pay property taxes. They own 60% of the property in New Haven and they don't pay property taxes on any of it. And and so it's very easy for your endowment to continue to grow when you own this giant real estate portfolio and don't have to pay taxes on fucking any of it. Yeah, that's pretty wild. They give they I think the deal is they have they give like New Haven a like annual stipend like they give New Haven a fixed amount every year, um as like their their like you know in good faith payment towards their property taxes. But yeah, it's crazy. One one other note about New Haven. I don't know if you saw uh, Elon Musk was on Joe Rogan's podcast the other day and they they talked about New Haven pizza for for a couple minutes. Really, Elon's yeah. been to to Worcester Street. No, so they this is very weird. I always listen when Elon Musk is on because I don't uh oh. Mm. Uh oh. Whoops, unplugged my headphones by accident. And your hat's falling off. This this is falling apart. Um <laughs> Joe Rogan was telling him about how uh pineapple and anchovies on pizza is like this great combination. So they ordered pizza because Elon Musk wanted to try it. And then they started talking, you know, Rogan was like, I'm no Dave Portnoy. And uh, they so they were talking about Portnoy in, in the pizza reviews. And then I, I don't remember if Elon Musk asked him what his Jesus. favorite was. Do you think he's made it yet or what? Yeah, right. Seriously. And <laughs> uh, and uh, young Jamie was like, uh, it's, you know, it's New Haven pizza. And then Joe was like, yeah, I don't know what it is, but New Haven, New Connecticut just has insane pizza. And like. He's like, I don't understand how anybody can replicate it, but I've had it before, and it's just this great pizza. <laughs> so, yeah, they're talking about New Haven pizza for for a little bit. Well, I mean, Rogan probably's been there. I mean, he's probably been yeah. to those casinos quite a bit. No, he said they stopped he, off. There, there used to be a, a comedy club here called Joker's Wild, or it might be in Bridgeport, and he said he had he had New Haven pizza on Worcester Street. But oh. um, speaking of New Haven pizza, and we can finish with this. Uh, 
so last night I was like, I don't want to cook. Like, I'm just going to get a pizza. I haven't had pizza from any of the big three places in forever. Like the last time I had Sally's was when I was with you guys. And that was like two years ago. So like, like I never, because it's just, it's a pain in the ass getting it. They're always so busy. So like five o'clock, I'm finishing up my walk with Sasha. I call modern as I'm getting back to my, my apartment. Modern is two blocks down the road. Phone's off the hook. Call like seven, eight times. Phone's off the hook. So I'm like, all right, Sally's, you can order online and then go pick up. So I go on Sally's website to order it. It was, like I said, it was like quarter after five. The earliest it would be ready was 745. <laughs> it's like, all right, I'm not waiting two and a half hours for fucking pizza. Um, Isn't that it, wild, though? Because you crazy, live there. Dude. It's not like, you know, it's not like um, you were like going to visit and, you know, it's like you're there, like. That's well, you can't and, even get pizza in your own town. It, well, and it's you know that night that you and I went with Toby and Samantha and Gabe was it was like I think it was like a Tuesday night or something. It was you know the middle of the week, and that's how you have to do it. You have to go the middle of the week at like seven thirty, and like that's the only chance you're gonna have to not have to wait for that long. Um, it's been we, we we dined in for crying out loud. Yeah, we had that's, and we got and we got right in. We didn't have any we didn't have any issues getting in whatsoever. But anywho, we got we got a minute left. We'll we'll wrap this up. That's uh, episode one ninety two. A, a plethora of topics for you. If you can't keep up, well, it's tough. We're a couple of smart guys. Our brains move quick. But uh, <laughs> Benny, it's uh, it's always a pleasure. Yeah. I, I love always chatting a pleasure, with you. my friend. I'll uh, I'll talk to you on the flip side. Love you, buddy. Love you, bro.